What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Wednesday, August 17th, and we now know which players did not survive the first round of cuts for your Miami Dolphins. We're going to talk about that here today on the show. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, your host here on the show. And today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about some of the fallout from the Dolphins making some roster transactions. There some players waived. There was a player placed on injured reserve. Uh, we've seen that number for the Dolphins injured reserve players grow over the course of uh, the past couple of days by two. Uh, so we're going to we're talk about the, the ramifications of the Dolphins' first round of roster cuts, which came through yesterday. Of course, the team had until 4 p.m. Uh, to make sure that they were underneath of the designated 85 players as compared to the offseason roster of 80. So what players did not make the cut in case you missed it? The Dolphins waived cornerback Tino Ellis, interior defensive lineman Jordan Williams, wide receiver Devontae Dedman, and interior offensive lineman Cole Banwart. Now, I can hear you now, Kyle. We're not math people, but that's only four. They needed to cut five. What gives? The Dolphins also placed tight end Adam Shaheen on injured reserve, which, as the rules dictate, if you are placed on injured reserve before the 53-man roster cut down, you're done. Dunzo. You're done for the year. And uh, that is indeed where the Dolphins find themselves with Adam Shaheen just a few short days after attempting to trade Adam Shaheen to the Houston Texans. So I think that's where we probably need to start here. I know there was a lot of responsiveness uh, to that specific headline from uh, fans of other teams on social media and how nefarious it was that the Dolphins tried to trade Adam Shaheen while knowing he had this injury. And that's not what happened. Uh, Adam Shaheen, prior to the trade with Houston, uh, did not miss practice with the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins attempted to make a transition from a roster, uh, a position group that had significant amount of depth. It was good process on their part. He gets to Houston, the medical has failed, he returns to the team, and apparently the Dolphins, upon further review of the medical information that was received from the Texans and that uh, medical, that physical, then made the decision from there to place Adam Shaheen on injured reserve. Um. Why the Dolphins made the commitment to keep Adam Shaheen under contract is still something that I am digesting. It is Tuesday afternoon here, so don't be alarmed when you see me if you're watching the YouTube channel if I pick up and have a pour of whiskey here. It, it is because it is uh, Tuesday afternoon. It is not. I think the YouTube channel goes live at uh, uh, 9.30 in the morning. Uh, and most days we record in the morning, but today is a afternoon ahead of time with the news that had come through of the Dolphins cut. So don't be alarmed that I'm, I'm having a sip here. I'm perfectly fine. Victory Monday. How could we not possibly uh, be in a good place 
uh, as we come through the midway point of the week. Uh, but the other names that did not survive the cuts. Tino Ellis, uh, I don't think that's a particular surprise. Tino Ellis was a late addition for the Dolphins to the offseason roster in general. And then the three uh, three other players, Jordan Williams, Cole Banwart, Devontae Dedman. Uh, Dedman was the receiver who made the least amount of splash when I was down in training camp. So it's not particularly a surprise to hear uh, that he was waived as far as Cole Banwart. I believe he was also a late addition to the team. And then Jordan Williams, I think he was the guy who got banged up during Saturday night's contest against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So these are all fringe rosterable players. And then, of course, with Trill Williams going on IR, uh, the team signed two players. Uh, they signed Mackenzie Alexander, who we discussed yesterday on the show, but they also signed Niall Scott. And I think that was probably a tell from the Dolphins' perspective that somebody on the defensive front was not going to live to see tomorrow. And uh, indeed, it was Jordan Williams, uh, Niall Scott being brought in for the team for a sniff along the defensive front. He is listed as the fourth string nose tackle as things currently stand behind Raquan Davis, John Jenkins, and Benito Jones. Uh, Niall Scott, for what it's worth, came into the league in 2018. He has been around the block. San Francisco, Denver, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Las Vegas, Tennessee, New England, Seattle, Miami, since 2018 from Frostburg State, 62310. So um, I was asked ahead of time in a, a small group chat that I'm a part of for who the players were that I thought would get the axe. And, um, Devontae Dedman was amongst that group. I was not totally sold uh, that we would get too much traction from uh, the cornerback room with the turnover of Trill Williams and having a new face in there. I thought it might give Tino Ellis a chance to stick through the first wave of cuts. Uh, and I was going to put Cole Banwart down, but... I would have, if I didn't put Cole Banwart down, I would have put, or I, I actually put Sterling Hofstrichter down instead, instead of Cole Banwart. Banwart was an original five. I took him off my list. I put Hofstrichter back on because at some point, Thomas Morstead's kick load management program is going to wane and uh, probably just a little too early as far as. Uh, the presumptiveness that Miami would cut down to one punter. So a couple of names that, that I would have expected, uh, a couple of names that I did not expect this early in the game. Uh, and the other name that I had on there that survived cuts was Keon Smith. And depending on what is happening with Greg Little, I understand why that to be the case as well, just because the Dolphins, you want to make sure you have enough bodies for load management. But uh, th those are your cuts. Those are your five uh, roster transactions the Dolphins made to get roster compliant. Again, waving Tino Ellis, waving Jordan Williams, waving Devontae Dedman, waving Cole Banwar, and placing tight end, veteran tight end Adam Shaheen on injured reserve, ending his season before it starts. It is almost the start of the NFL season, which is why we're talking about roster cuts. 
But if you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why I recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball fans. The Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, Elias Sports Bureau. The official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL, their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and the Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. This app is a one-stop shop. Take my advice. Download the Elias Game Plan app today with new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level. The NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find Elias Game Plan in the App Store or Play Store today. So. Now that the dust has settled, uh, I, I do think we get a chance to kind of recalibrate and props to Tanner Connor. I, I certainly think as I review the players who survived, who are those that maybe we didn't think would make it? I certainly look at Cater Kohu. Uh, Elijah Hamilton would have been another guess for me as somebody who was on the chopping block fairly quickly. Um, so Tanner Connor has earned the right to be here at this point. Kellen Deesh, I think, has enough intrigue at this point uh, to continue to stick around. These are, these are all um, undrafted free agents that we have acknowledged as well. Uh, Blaze Andrews getting a look at guard. Uh, Braylon Sanders has made some splash plays. But that's, that's kind of where I want to go next, is I want to go through position group by position group and acknowledge the... <sighs> The guy who's most on the bubble in each roster room, I think, is the necessary way to put it. Uh, so if I look at the quarterback room, you have Tua Tagovailoa, Teddy Bridgewater, and Skylar Thompson. Skylar's been great. But at the end of the day, for evaluating the 2022 roster, Skylar Thompson is still the guy I would consider to be the last guy on the bubble. If I look at the running back room, you have the three halves and the four have-nots, right? Edmonds, Mostert, and Michelle, you generally consider those three guys to be quote-unquote safe. Gaskin, Ahmed, White, and Dokes are the four that you don't necessarily know where we're going to go from here. Now, I'll say this. Ahmed and Gaskin are going to make it to the end of the road. Gaskin, because if you're going to move on from him, you want to try and dangle him and trade him. You don't cut, that, cut bait with player that quickly. And Ahmed is a good fit for the scheme. I would probably lean White ahead of Dokes, if we're being honest. Uh, I think White gives you more dynamic play. I think he gives you more versatility. And that, for me, is enough of an inside edge that I would nod Jared Dokes as the most on-the-bubble running back as things currently stand. The fullback position is pretty straightforward. John Lovett. Most on the bubble of the two fullbacks on the roster, both he and Alec Ingold. At wide receiver, reminder, we still have 10 on the offseason roster. Waddle, Hill, Wilson, Azukama, Sherfield, Sanu, Williams, Craycraft, Bowden Jr., Braylon Sanders. I know Braylon Sanders has had a nice camp. But as a UDFA, it for me is between him and River Craycraft as the most on-the-bubble wide receiver. 
As far as who I would lean, I think Craycraft is a better route runner, and he probably has better hands. And those two things for me would say that Sanders, despite the fact that he has vertical potential, an ability to win downfield, and good ball skills, I would probably say Sanders as a UDFA is your most on the bubble of the wide receivers. The tight end room from here, I think you just look at the investments. Gasecki franchise tag, he ain't going anywhere. Durham Smythe, new contract, he ain't going anywhere. Hunter Long, third round pick, say what you will. Uh, he's not going anywhere. Seathan Carter, special teams out the wazoo. Kind of a hybrid type player who can line up in the backfield, line up at tight end, line up in the slot, line up at H. Now, not necessarily be super dynamic in any of those spots, but he can still align in those positions nonetheless. I do think Tanner Connor is next on the block, but I do not think any of the five tight ends left on the roster are cut in your next wave of cuts. I think they will all make it to the final cut down window. Tanner Connor has shown you too much for you to cut bait in the second wave of cuts. Offensive line. I think this is um, this is a fun group. Uh, there's a player here who I would have cut already. Uh, you have Armstead, Eichenberg, Williams, Hunt, Jackson, projected starters across the five. Then Larno Colum and Adam Pankey. And Adam Pankey has really helped himself with the ability to showcase snapping. I think that really boosts his potential to make the roster. It's Pankey, Dieter. I think those are two key pivot utility linemen who you could probably get away with playing Panky at guard or center or guard at tackle, but he can play center. And then Dieter can play guard or center as well. Robert Jones, Greg Little, Kellen Deesh, Solomon Kinley, Blaze Andrews, and Keon Smith. What's tough about this one is, for me, if you knew Greg Little was healthy, Keon Smith would be the first on the block. But we, we, don't, we don't know why Greg Little did not play last Saturday. And because of that, I'm more inclined to say Keon Smith might have a little bit more sticking power as far as being not the first guy up. And you're only going to have to cut from another five next time you do roster cuts. Which probably bling, brings me to Blaze Andrews, because I think the next in line along with Keon Smith, but there's a, a health of someone else in front of him stipulation that's available here is Kellen Deesh, Solomon Kinley, and Blaze Andrews. Kinley looked good on tape. Deesh is super intriguing. I think just like Tanner Connor, I don't think there's too strong of a chance he makes a roster, but you're going to want to get as big of a look at him as you possibly can. And if you're going to hold Keon, so I'll say Keon Smith if Greg Little's healthy, and if not, I'll say Blaze Andrews. is the first offensive line guy who is currently finding himself on the bubble. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at their number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. Bet Online where the game starts. Which brings us to the defensive side of the football. Again, this thought process going through and exploring the most on-the-bubble players that we can find. 
let's take the interior defensive line. And I'm going to include your uh, your base end players as well. Your Emmanuel Agba's, Port Augustine's, Owen Carney's. Agba, Davis, Wilkins. Sealer, Jenkins, Port Augustine. Ben Steele, Benito Jones, Owen Carney Jr., and Niles Scott. Man, I'd hate to be a street-free agent who comes in the day before cut day. I mean, it makes you feel good that you're going to survive the following day's cuts because you just got signed, or, and that's not a guarantee. In some cases, they don't survive that. Uh, but Niles Scott coming in, getting a chance to, to make an impression here, uh, survives the first five. But I don't know how you don't look at this and you say that Niles Scott is not on the chopping block. Carney gave you a little bit of flashes. Physically looks the part. Benito Jones was up and down, but he did make a couple of splash plays. Ben Steele, I thought, was really good as far as executing the concepts up front. And then you've got Agba, Davis, Wilkins, Sealer, Jenkins. I think those five are locks. Is it Porter Gustin? Is it Ben Steele? Benito Jones on the outside track. But Niles Scott's the guy. If you're looking at hand-in-the-dirt exclusive defensive lineman, Niles Scott first on the chalkboard. Which brings us to our edge group. Um, Jalen Phillips, Melvin Ingram, Andrew Van Ginkle, Brennan Scarlett, Darius Hodge, Cameron Good, and DeAndre Johnson. This is a tough group. Phillips, Ingram, Van Ginkle, Scarlett, tenured guys. They're not going to get cut from 85 to 80. Hodge has splashed a little bit. So is Cameron Good and DeAndre Johnson. Uh, I thought was pretty impressive as well. And I think he physically really looks the part. I can't in good faith go with Hodge, which leaves it between Good and DeAndre Johnson. And I think it's a good thing for DeAndre Johnson that I have to think about it because the Dolphins drafted one of these guys and didn't draft the other. I'm going to go with a tie. I don't want to pick. And I, I don't... Unless we see more of DeAndre Johnson against the Raiders and he looks not good, I'd be disappointed if, if one of these two was on the next round of five. Because I'll give you my next round of five when, when we get here to the end of the road. Um, I'll go tie between Good and DeAndre Johnson. Is Good having a, a rookie contract with some dollars attached to that? Does that move the needle for you to make that be the guy you keep? I don't know. Maybe, probably. Stack linebackers, Elan and Roberts, Jerome Baker, Sam Aguavin, Channing Tindall, Duke Riley, Calvin Munson. This is pretty comfortably for me, Calvin Munson. Uh, I know Aguavin was up and down against Tampa Bay, missed some play opportunities, but he's a super high motor guy. He's going to play his butt off on special teams, and Riley can run in space and has a sub-package role. It's Munson. Cornerback. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, Noig Benogany, Keon Crossan, D'Angelo Ross, Mackenzie Alexander, Elijah Hamilton, Cater Kuhu. Kohu. As far as who is last in the clubhouse 
For me, it's D'Angelo Ross. Uh, he had a rough week last week. And when the second and third stringers start finding you and picking on you in a preseason game and having a lot of success, um, I think that is a bit of an indicator as far as where he is at right now. Which brings us to safety. Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Eric Rowe, Sheldrick Redwine, Clayton Fezdlum, Quincy Wilson, Barone McKinley, Elijah Campbell. This is probably Quincy Wilson, who once upon a time was a corner. Um, I think McKinley played enough volume for the Dolphins to want to get more of a look at him. Um, and if we get to the end of the road and Campbell's not on the roster, I'm going to be big mad. So uh, I understand he's behind Fejlin from a payroll perspective and so on and so forth. Like, can we find somebody else to play the up back? And Campbell gives you some upside in coverage. And then on special teams, of course, it's uh, Sterling Hoffrichter. You only have one long snapper and one uh, placeholder or place kicker. Two punters, Morstead and Sterling Hoffrichter. Who are my next five cuts? Glad you asked. If it were me, it's not. But if it were me and I were Chris Greer, my next five cuts, and I'm making this up after having assessed the, the hierarchy of each position group. Hoffrichter. And you can make the case to keep him for another week if you want to do kick workload management for Thomas Morstead, and that's fine, and I'm not going to argue with you. But assuming his program is ready to, to ramp up, Hoffrichter, one. D'Angelo Ross, two. I don't think you have the numbers at linebacker to cut a backer just yet. I don't want to cut one of these edge guys. Yeah, I'll go Niles Scott, three. I will go with Keon Smith, assuming health of Greg Little, four. And Jared Dokes, five. No, John Lovett, five. Now, they might not go, again, Ingold coming back from an injury, that might not be something that they want to prioritize with an extra week or so of wiggle room. I don't know. But if it were me, those would be the guys that I would identify. Uh, Keon Smith, John Lovett, Niall Scott, D'Angelo Ross, and Sterling Hoftricker would be my next round of five cuts for your Miami Dolphins. That is going to do it for us here today on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed this walk through the Dolphins roster cuts, where the roster currently stands, who are some players I think are on the bubble. It's a good time. Make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. Fins up. Make it a great one, and I will talk with you all again tomorrow.